What makes the good life the good life? This podcast is on a mission to find out. So join us as we explore the Heartland's best and most honest voices. Venture to all four corners of York County, because when it comes to quality of life, it's all about keeping it local. Brought to you by the York County Development Corporation, this is 17 County. joining us today be sure to like subscribe and review the podcast doing so uh, helps grow the podcast helps grow uh, our listeners uh, and we really appreciate that we gotta get through google and spotify's algorithm so uh, leaving those reviews really helps out with that we'd also like to take the time to thank our members and investors uh, without these member investors we wouldn't be able to do what we do here at ycdc uh, so i'd like to thank cornerstone bank um, mppd york state bank uh, collins aerospace uh, henderson state bank airs and airs and Patino's, Patino Studios. Um, just been some great supporters over the years. Yeah, members can be seen at the member directory page uh, at yorkdevco.com. That's yorkdevco.com. And so now we'll get into the interview. Today I'm joined by not just one guest, but two. Uh, one guest moved here early on in their career, and the other was just kind of along for the ride. Uh, Kelly grew up uh, in South Dakota, but found his way down uh, Highway 81 to Columbus, and eventually uh, planting his roots here in York. Um, Tyler was along for the ride at that point in time, just being a kid, um, and in 1998, Kelly decided to start A-plus construction, and in right around 2016, uh, Tyler decided to come along for the ride, and so welcome to the show today, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Perfect, perfect. So first thing we're going to do is kind of a little fun little segment, kind of um, loosen everything up. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to have like a little three-on-three, three, and it's going to be your top three versus your least favorite three. Um, beer brands is going to be the topic this time. Uh, so I'll kind of go first. Um, my least favorite are going to have to be O'Doyle's. Um, I just think that's disgusting. Why would you ever want that? Uh, Keystone um, had too much of that at one point in time, so I can no longer go back to that. And then Bud Light. Uh, ever since they changed the recipe, it just does not sit well with me. Um, so I, I don't really enjoy any of that. So how about you guys? You guys got like a bottom three that just kind of come to mind? I'll let Tyler talk about this one. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, bottom three. Um, I don't know if I really have a bottom three. I kind of like all beer. <laughs> I used to hate old Milwaukee light, but uh, my father-in-law drinks that, so now I drink it. And um, I don't have a bottom three. As long as it's cold and, you know, cold, yeah, it's good. Cold and beer is good. <laughs> Uh, all right, so what about a top three? Do you have like a three that you have to reach for? You gotta have like a, at least a couple that you kind of reach for. Or yeah, and, like uh, that. I do like Corona on a hot summer day, or uh, a cold bush light. So there you go. Yep, there those you are, go. Those are probably my top. And I like Keystone. Oh, you're a Keystone <laughs> fan. Oh <laughs> man, Jeez Louise, <laughs> what can we do with you, Kelly? What about you? Do you have anything that came to mind? No, I'm good on that. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. So we'll jump right into the interview then here. Um, so first up, tell us a little bit, Kelly, about what it was like uh, growing up in Roscoe, South Dakota. Uh, small rural town up in north central South Dakota, about 300 people. Um, graduated from a class of, of 13 and grew up on a farm, just spent a lot of hours in the field and uh, we pretty much fixed everything, didn't take anything to get work done. So Kind of was a, in a lot of trades as far as that goes, and just, uh, I guess that's about it. It was 
Small town living. Any activities kept you busy? Did you do like uh, football, basketball? No, nope, did like not that? do sports or anything like that. Just stay busy just on the farm. And my uh, my, I got a kick out of getting up at four in the morning and going out in the field and getting a bunch of work done before I went to school. <laughs> Any siblings uh, out there on the farm that make life there, a little bit easier? On yeah, doing there chores. Was, <laughs> there was a uh, a group of us kids. There was seven of us in the family. Oh man, five yeah. sisters that are older and one one younger brother. So they uh, really wanted the boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> they kept trying. <laughs> yep, yep. So it's all good. Um, was there, graduated there, and then after that got married and ended up uh, moving down to Columbus. The wife at the time, her sister lived there, and we were looking for a job and went down there and worked for um, Becton Dickinson Medical Manufacturing Company. Oh, yeah. I uh, made insulin, insulin needles. Okay. And, uh, oh, that's that big plant, the BD plant there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, uh, for a farm kid, that was not my thing. So, <laughs> I had no uh, idea. What it, that it was is. good benefits, and and it was a job. But I ended up working, uh, putting an ad in the paper, and working for a farmer feeder up there for five or six years. Um, just got to be friends with them too. We still get a beef from them every year. No prior connection, just kind of reached out and... No, he answered my ad when I put an ad in the paper that I was uh, from a farm and wanting to do some part-time work. And he called me up and drove out and met him and it went from there. That's a crazy... You don't hear much of that anymore. Someone putting a, an ad in the paper to get hired anymore. You don't hear much of that no, anymore. No, I, I wish people would. I wouldn't <laughs> be calling <laughs> You wouldn't be calling as many people. Yeah. So, anyway, got to know some people down here in New York. Uh, from living in Columbus, and and uh, that's when they were like, well, there's there's a lot of construction work needed to be done here. You know, if you felt the need, you wanted to to venture out and start down here. So that's how I ended up moving down here. Is just packed up and started out. Didn't have any money to speak of and no tools to speak of. Have you have just, you done any like real? I mean, I, I suppose you've done some on the side, but like what was your like biggest project up until that time? Like as far as like construct, just some like siding jobs or like a bathroom renovation? Barely any of that. <laughs> barely even any of that, wow. <laughs> Fixing feedlot fences. <laughs> so anyway, I would uh, start out by doing anything that come along, um, decks, Rebuilt decks, built new decks, siding, a lot of siding, soffit, fascia on houses. Just kept busy with that, and one thing led to another. Ended up building my first house, my own personal house, was my first house ever built. And that was in 2001. We were just finishing it up when 9-11 uh, of 2001 happened, date we all remember. And then uh, we moved in that next month, and... And from there, I've just been building houses, more houses, more houses. So self-taught the whole way, never any like... Learned a lot from a lot of different people I worked with. Yeah. Uh, just uh, took different things that were helpful, that looked easy, that somebody was doing, and just implemented that with what we did and put it all together. So That's pretty neat, yeah. So anyway, that's, I guess that's basically my, my story. Your journey here to, to York. Yeah. Cool. Tyler, talk to me a little bit about growing up here in York. You know, what, what was it kind of like? Um, I guess, yeah, even take it back. What was it like, I guess, coming um, from Columbus? I guess if you remember any of that. I know it was in kindergarten when yeah, you briefly. moved here. But a little bit about what, tell me what you remember from Columbus and then moving here to York. Yeah, I remember dad working on the farm in Columbus and, and then uh, 
asked us, hey, what do you think about moving to New York? And said, sure. I didn't <laughs> didn't know any different, you know. So, uh, yeah, packed up and moved here and and uh, started, yeah, middle of kindergarten. Mm-hmm. would have been when we moved down this way. So, started in there and been here ever since, with the exception of a few years uh, when I met my wife. So Definitely. So, um, you know, York as a kid, what was, what was that kind of like? Oh, it was pretty good, you know. Uh, Got to meet a lot of people and hang out, and obviously I knew you. We were in the same class, so that was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, um, didn't do a whole lot of extracurricular activities, I suppose. I like to work and uh, have my money for that, and then you know have fun on the side too. I yeah, guess. I, I always remember you as yeah a hunter, always an avid outdoorsman. You know, you always liked to being stuck inside. Just was not for you. It nope. always seemed like <laughs> no, I did not like to be stuck inside. So I didn't really do a lot of the sports stuff. Uh, I worked and. And then hunted and played, and that was about it. Oh, the one thing I remember is uh, our, our uh, mothers were in the parent club together. And they we were. were. We were in charge of babysitting, so nothing better than putting two six-year-olds in charge <laughs> of a bunch of three-year-olds. Yeah, so. yeah, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was always a good time. It was. Um, so, yeah, you, you mentioned you had some hobbies, so mainly, um, you know, what, what were some of those things? And then, you know, a little bit about your kind of first work experience. Yeah, first work experience... Uh, it worked actually at Sonic. I just lived up the hill from there, and so I rode my bike down there. And uh, you had to ride your bike back up the hill. Back up the hill was the worst <laughs> part, yeah. And uh, rode my bike down to work one day, and yeah, apparently they had closed up shop and didn't tell anybody. So I turned around and went home and had to go find me a different job. So then I went to work at Grand Central at the deli for a little bit, and then Ace Hardware at uh, True Value at the time. Yeah, no, yeah. and that's that was a great little exposure, yeah, to that kind of that world. And yeah, so that's kind of what I did for there, and then after uh, went to college at Milford Southeast Community College, went there for building construction, and uh, came back and and then moved to Mead and met my wife. How long were you down in Mead for? Uh, it was about five years, I think, four or five years, maybe total. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you, were you construction, man? like what was your major there at Milford? I think it was building construction technologies. So okay. you learned a little bit about everything. And then when you got done with your schooling, you went out to the work field and learned the rest there. So they taught, they told you, you're going to learn enough to be dangerous and cover a <laughs> whole variety of things. And they did. So that was a good experience. Mile wide and an inch deep. Yes, you, know? you got just, it. Yeah, just enough to get you, yeah, dangerous. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, uh, down in Mead, um, what was it kind of like down there in Mead? I don't, I'm not very familiar with the community. Yeah, it's a town of about 500 people. My wife, her whole family was within 20 mile radius of the town and they had, um, her dad had 10 uh, siblings, I guess, 10, 10 different siblings. So a lot of people crammed in a little area. So I wasn't used to that because our family, dad's family and is all around the states, you know, not even close. So it was kind of different to be there and see the families all the time for every event you got together. And but uh, so very family oriented, small town. It was good, but um, I worked at an office job in Omaha, and offices aren't for me. So <laughs> I called dad and said, "Hey, can I?" I come back and work, and he said, "Sure." So no, that's awesome. Yeah, no. Uh, well. You- you can't ever figure out what you want to do until you can figure out what you don't want to do. Very and that's true. part of the process. And yep. so um, figuring out what you didn't want to do is yeah, all part of that. And so um, coming back to York, um, 
kind of what was that like, uh, you know, now having become kind of, you grew up kind of you know, yeah. here and then you went to college and left and you really you, you kind of here for a little bit um, and then, you know, coming back. So what was that kind of like, you know, coming it's, back? It's amazing how uh, you don't realize it when you're gone, but when you come back, how little you keep in touch with everybody <laughs> and you see people on the streets and it's like, hey, I haven't seen you in eight years or since we graduated, <laughs> you know, and that part was... Uh, that part was uh, pretty eye-opening, I guess, is like, hey, don't keep in touch as much as you should, you know? As much as we should be. Right. Yeah. So everyone's busy and everyone's got a life and this and that, and it's just an excuse, but uh, it was that was very eye-opening, so. Definitely. And then what was it like coming back to the, you know, family business, if you will? Um, it was good. Um, just uh, talking to the guys and adjusting with the crew again was, just took a little bit, but that was, once we got going, it was, it was good and we never looked back. Most definitely. And then um, tell me a little bit about uh, your so your wife and two kids, right? Yeah, three or, now. Three now. Yeah. Yeah, so like I said, my wife was from Mead. Um, we got married in 2015. And then we have three kids. We have a five-year-old girl, a four-year-old girl, and an eight-month-old son. Oh, wow. So they keep us very busy. No doubt. No doubt. Perfect. So... Uh, Kelly, tell me a little bit about what it was like having Tyler come back. Um, I'm sure it was, you know, kind of a little bit of adjustment. I know he worked for A plus for quite a while and then left and then you know was back again. So yeah, no, it was a good thing. Um, we talked before they, you know, to make the decision and all that. Um, was happy to have him come back and you know the future to take over the company is is there now and he brought a lot of value to you know being young and computer savvy whatever you want to call it um, he does pretty much all the office work now and in the bidding and the estimating and and just sits in on pretty much every meeting that we have with with new new homeowners and and uh, new developers and stuff like that so no it was very good um, um, anyway no it's it's been good to have him back and I'm hoping that someday soon I can just start slowing down Doing less and less and, and less and less and and let him do more and more if, if he wants to. <laughs> I'm it's, sure it's been uh, it's been pretty good for us the last few years. Uh, you know, working together, I feel, and just fine tuning things. And we're always looking at better ways to do things, and you know, more efficient. You know, for us and helping the customer and things like that. What were some of the kind of major milestones that you've had over the last few years? Um, with you know a plus construction you mentioned your first home was your own home yeah um, what were some you know maybe your first major project or first like subdivision or so kind of we, what were some of those major landmarks yeah yeah we've I guess I've been I feel like we've been pretty fortunate we've we built a lot of homes in a lot of different communities across the state of Nebraska we've gotten into some other states a little bit too uh, we've done some large projects that you would call you know hotel building we built hotels we built banks uh, communities we've, we've done complete subdivisions in towns you know 20 to 30 homes we did a 72 home neighborhood in one town that we we built all the homes in that was kind of fun it was it was a series uh, a process of about 10, 11 years. What are the biggest to, challenges of those like big 72 like housing projects? Like 
what are some of the things that you like typically run into or you know what are some you know frustrations or you know, things that you know that come with that there's there's project? frustrations uh, with with everything I think uh, weather is a big thing and sometimes when you're you know further than an hour away from home it's it's hard to you know make the decision do we work today or not do we you know have the guys stay home it's just a management thing that's can be kind of a challenge help you know employees we could always use we're always looking for for more help um we've how got, many employees do you have right now um right now there's i don't even know for sure six six or eight call full-time employees and then we have a lot of a lot of uh, guys that are subcontracted too that work with us. So there's probably a group of twenty or twenty five of us that pretty much work together on a daily consistently. Basis. Yeah. So anyway, that's I like the challenge of making that all come together, and yeah, we're always looking for good, more good help. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're feel real fortunate the help we got is is good and has been with us for a period of time now. So we're really happy with that. Try to treat them right so they they want to stay with us. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, um, I just feel like those seventy-two projects, just between keeping all your pieces moving, you know, making sure that everybody's like in and out on a you know yep. a time you know yep. consistent time, you know. Yeah, it's it definitely takes some some management to it, and you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Some babysitting to some. I was gonna say it's it's people <laughs> skills, but it's a way different type of people skills. Yeah, I mean you're interacting yeah. with you know not really the customer. It's yeah yeah. yeah so we have I mean we've got a really I I should have made made some notes, but call it a good portfolio of people we built for. We built for homes for chiropractor, heart doctors, orthopedic doctors. Do you remember NFL your football Do you remember your first million dollar home? Like which one yeah, was yep. it? Just uh, what I was talking about, the NFL football. Whoever was? Yeah. yeah. Was that just recently? Like uh, a couple of years ago, years three ago? years ago maybe was that one. Um, How'd you get in contact with that? that Did he reach out or? Yeah, we got to know him, uh, and he reached out and asked us about it. Uh, it was uh, one of those projects. It could be intimidating if you let it be, but I mean, it's it was a fun, really fun build and. For as much as there was to the home, it honestly it was probably one of the smoothest operating jobs we've done. It just as it complex kind of, as you it, thought it could be. It's... Yeah, it all come together at, at the end with I'm gonna it just literally zero problems, <laughs> and and that was almost unbelievable. Couldn't ask for a better you know kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and good people to work with, and still turned into friends with them. You know, we still still talk. Uh, Quite regular, and we actually do some duck hunting with. with oh, that's him. fun! Yeah, Heck yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it, it's fun. We meet a lot of different people with what we do, and everybody's a little bit different. But it's it's just a fun thing to, you know, to be involved in. Most but, certainly. Yeah. So Tyler, talk to me a little bit about since you do the kind of the meeting with the client, kind of what kind of things do you walk through with the client, or what type of things you know. Do you, are you asking or wanting to get to know from that person or you know, yeah, that I, think, work? I think a lot of people come in and they just don't know where to start you know and uh, guiding people to a smooth process from beginning to end is probably the it can, can be challenging because everybody's got a different idea of how it should work in their head and what works with 
what works with them and what how we do things and stuff and trying to make that all come together so um feeling them out and talking to them and and uh getting everybody on the same page is is uh probably i wouldn't say it's a huge challenge but it's probably a big challenge and then once you get that all done then then you can start working on a plan with everything to uh, getting bids and getting their house plans to get done and all those things and then uh, once you're all on the same page it um usually goes fairly smooth so yeah it seems yeah like it could be a daunting yeah process coming in and trying to figure out you know have all these questions you know outlets and then paint and then trim and then your yeah. roof and fish yeah. and siding yeah. and do you want stone or yeah right and a lot of people come in and think they need to know all those answers first thing right out of the gate and you know you can step it back and go through the process and be like these little things here and then these things and then these things a checklist and, yes of, yeah we, we have many many spots in our schedule that are dedicated to selections mm-hmm. and it, it can be overwhelming with all the choices I think you know that you've just gone through the bill <laughs> yep, yep. Um, it's yeah it can be overwhelming so we try to spread that out and it's like Instead you don't need to know what color light switches you want when we're trying to figure your plan out. Yeah. That yeah. will come later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then right now, too, with that being said, we're in a time with with uh, finding lead times to get products is taking longer. So we are having to do some selections a lot sooner in the build than we used to. You know, like um, oh, showers, for example, like an Onyx shower, I'm going to use a name brand, Onyx is a, their 12 week lead time right now. We used to see it in three weeks. So, wow. so that adds up, we're, and we're learning new stuff every day. So we are trying to keep on top of that, or and we have been so far, but mm-hmm. we just don't want to get behind what yeah. we need to and, and then hold up the project. Because you don't get caught back up usually with those no, types of things. No, time, yeah. time lost yeah. is time lost. You yeah. just don't gain that again. Yeah. So that we're we're finding new challenges with that COVID related or not. I mean, we we just don't even know. Yeah, we'll get to that here in a second. Yeah, okay. um, don't mean to get ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So um, growth of A plus, kind of. What do you see? Um, you know, it's been. You know, you started in nineteen ninety eight. So yeah, that's been officially what twenty three years now. Yeah. So, um, where do you see kind of you know A plus kind of going? You know, down at you know staying in housing or do you ever you know branching into commercial i know you mentioned you do some commercial but like you know, where do you see yourself growing in the next five ten years type type thing we'll do whatever we need to with what you know our our world and our community turns into our needs you know mm-hmm. uh, i i believe it's it's going to be a lot of housing coming up here in the next few years call it short-term view um I don't know, I just see us building more and more houses. Uh, I think we're getting a streamlined where it's a lot more efficient for us and it's more easy to handle. Do you have designs that you usually just like call upon that like kind of you start with or like how's that kind of work? We we like to draft our own mm-hmm. our own plans with people. So if they've got an idea of something, come in and we'll sit down and talk about it and then we get it drawn up and fine tune it to their, their liking. You know, whether they just tool around on the internet and see some ideas or sketch something. We recently had someone sketch it on napkin, napkin <laughs> scratch paper, and, and uh, could hardly read it, but we got it through, and yeah. 
really pretty easy to get a plan made. And I want this closet four foot from here and this bedroom eight foot. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler's got some, he's come up with some good ideas we get, you know, for preliminary numbers for people to know what it costs if they feel like they, you know, can move forward or not. This is going to be an area with this size of a house and finishes you got. We can come up with a, or he can, an idea pretty quickly. <laughs> what have been some of the, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit the challenges that have hit you over the last kind of 18, you know, 12 to 18 months. Um, that I'm sure they all didn't hit you right away, but um, when did you start noticing, you know, those lead times start to really start to get bigger and, you know, budgets start to drastically change? But late last fall, we saw the the lumber prices start to move. Start to move. Well, yeah, early fall mm-hmm. start to move. Then they kind of kind of tease us a little bit and come down a little bit late late fall and then now they just jump again but that's that's when we first noticed in the pricing and then some of the lead times on materials and then just this last two months is when we've seen some real issues with not getting product when it was promised it was on 12 weeks have come in the truck and it wasn't and you know whatever have you but and we don't even know, you just kind of cringe what you might hear next, you know, when you're, when you're kind of promising a customer something, you know, it, but everybody's been good. They understand it's out of our control. It really is. Yeah. It, yeah. It is. And, you know, it's just all be patient with each other. Well, it's just life. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really frustrating. I'm sure. Yeah. Both on both sides. I mean, you really hate telling a customer it's going to be 12 weeks and then 12 weeks comes by and. It's not there, and then I'm sure they're just as frustrated on the other side. So, yeah, yeah, nobody's happy in those situations. Yeah, that's kind of hard to remember sometimes <laughs> as a customer. You mentioned the hiring. Has that always been? I don't want to say always. Has that been, you know, an issue just like uh, recently, or is that you know, is it just the nature of the beast? Uh, oh, it, it seems like it's always kind of been the, you know, because. The type of work we do is is physical. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's manual work. A lot of it. And a lot of what we do with Tyler and I here is we. It's more mental now and and stuff than than uh, what I used to do. But uh, last you talk about challenges in the last twelve to eighteen months. It was the last summer we were trying to hire. Tyler spent some time and got set up on uh, an app to get a hiring app and. I don't know, we had 40, 50 apply, and he'd come through them and start an interview, and then we'd set up an interview to come to the shop. You know, I would finish it here, and then the second part of the interview, and never got one person to show up. <laughs> they must be scared of me, I just guess. Just no show on the No show. And so then it turned to the point where it's like, Tyler, if they, they sound halfway, like they got any skills that we could train them, because we can train, we, we would rather train, you know. Mm-hmm. Call them, talk with them, hire them. Send them to the job. We'll finish the interview at the job site, and your pay will be based as soon as you get there. Between yeah. this and this, so they knew it was a good rate. And uh, do you think we get anybody to show up to the job? Not even want to do that, even. No. You talk about silver platter, just handing it out. Yeah. So that's been a challenge. Yes, uh, the last twelve months, probably more so than ever. Anyway, we're we're pulling along. We're getting through it. I guess how do you address those hiring like things? You do, are you doing like we pretty much give, out to we others? pretty much give up? Yeah, at right. that point, 
You know, we we spent quite a bit of money on advertising with with this company and couldn't couldn't make it work. And uh, we do have a guy starting uh, in a couple weeks. It's it's always somebody that knows another employee. It seems like. Yeah, it's a connection from someone it's else. It's a connection, referral, and yeah. and that's probably actually better then mm-hmm. because they already know somewhat of what we do and how we operate and. And I think that referral goes further too because that person doesn't want to let down the person that referred him. You're right, right. You know, type of thing. So, so I mean, we got got that one, and uh, so we got a couple more starting here real soon. So we're pretty, I'm pretty excited about optimistic that. about that. Yeah. yeah. How many people could you hire if like, you know, if a busload of 20 people who knew how to, um, you know, swing a hammer, you know, were how many people could you hire off that bus? Oh. Last year I said all of them. Yeah. You right now I don't busy and I, to... I honestly think right now I could between Tyler and I we could manage them. We if they had any sorts of skills at all, we could manage it and, and be just fine. We, you know, we're pretty we're stickler in our quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, of course you need to be. And mm-hmm. you know our guys that we put with them to train them, we we could ba- break them up into groups and be just fine. We got we got tools and equipment we could run. You know, four crews of, of five people real easily. Really, yeah. yeah. And and the work is out there right now. Really, don't know if it will be in six months or in six months from now, but right now it is. Yeah, that's good. Heck yeah. And you know, and if that was the case, we would we could always pound the bushes a little harder and drum up some more business. I'm sure you can find. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's out there. Do you do any like home like renovation stuff or anything like that, or is it mainly new new construction? It's been mainly new construction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll do an addition here or there, uh, something like that. But mainly it's been new the last well, years and years. Yeah, year. definitely. And so talk to me a little bit about just like the benefits of living here in York County and York you know, that either of you kind of see you know, over the years. You know, what about this community has kept you here? You know, you probably have had opportunities over the years to maybe move away. Um, you know, Tyler definitely did, and then decided to come back. But you know, what about this community has you know kept you here? Uh, York's got a lot of good people in uh, in the town, and growing up here, uh, knowing a lot of the people around the York area, so um, it's nice to be able to go down, go downtown to the local Ace Hardware, let's say, and you know, 80% of the people in there. It seems like you know, every time you walk in, you run into someone you haven't seen for a while, so. That part I really enjoy about the town of York is just knowing, knowing the people that live here. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good community. Uh, obviously, there are places, you know, that I, other places I could have went to or started at, but it, it's treated me really well. And and uh, there's like you said, there's good people here. Uh, it's a friendly community. Call, call it a smaller mm-hmm. community, if you will. I mean, it's it's I said for years. I won't go to Lincoln, Omaha, and build. I, I want to go from, you know, here west. I like it west of here, but we we have reached out into Lincoln quite a bit this last year. But York has been good, and I think it it will continue to be good. That you know we've had several meetings and you know deals that we've had to do with the city council. They've been always accommodating, and or you know the city offices with our building stuff easy for me to get along with them mm-hmm. you know and so it's just more laid back i think you'd call it no that's great well, that's great to hear 
Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll swing into kind of the last bit here of uh, the interview, our little rapid-fire questions. Um, just trying to keep everything kind of positive here. Um, kind of what was the most positive part of the pandemic that you guys kind of saw? Um, I'll go first. Uh, what I saw was, you know, I just got a little bit more time with, like, family. Um, for the first time in, like, 20 years, we were playing board games, you know, and things like that instead of sitting around or going out or going to a movie or going out to get dinner or anything like that. You know, it was ordering a pizza and playing Monopoly, you know, for the first time in a mm-hmm. long time. So, uh, you know, that was kind of great. It was just being able that a lot of those distractions or those things that we felt like we needed to go to, um, mm-hmm. we didn't have anymore. So that was that was kind of nice, you know. Um, as, as bummer as it was not to be able to see all the uh, friends and you know, family and things like that, it was, it was nice your immediate family to kind of get more time with. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, definitely spending time with my wife and my kids. Um, we had a baby through it too, so oh, wow. yeah. um, he was born last August. So just that smack was, in the middle, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was pretty rewarding too, was to uh, to have that, and then he kept us very busy through the winter and things like that. So um, that's definitely a positive part for me, also. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely different. <laughs> Most <laughs> definitely, you know, the, you know that I guess. I thought I was going to get a lot more things tidied up that I kept was waiting for a rainy day or a cold winter or something, but yeah, there's still a lot to do, so I don't I don't know where the time went, really. It no. seemed like a long time, but then again, it didn't. It went by pretty quick. It did, yeah. Um, it felt like we were in May from, like, May until August. It yep. just felt like the, yeah. the year was not moving. You're speaking of... Um, your time and everything like that. What's your favorite uh, way to spend your day off if you had time just to do whatever you kind of wanted? Is it just doing nothing, or is there something that you would kind of schedule out, or how would you do your day? I'd spend time in a duck blind. Yeah. <laughs> just all day in a yeah, duck blind? Yep. Take some food and make some breakfast on a, on a heater that we got in there, and Ducks. Who'd come with you? Is it just you or what, whoever it? wants to come shoot ducks? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm that'd not be that'd be me too because I like to getting out there and the, trudging out there in the in the dark in the morning and watch the sunrise and yeah, it, it's a good. What time is relaxing? What time is like the perfect time to get up or be out there for, to go duck hunting? Depends on you want to be there about an hour before sunrise. Yeah. And get set up and and uh, it so that depends every day on the time, but. It's usually at that time of year, I don't remember, six, usually getting up around 4.30 or 5, so you're down there by 6 and in the blind, and you know, it's it's a good time. It's just it's just uh, an, a quiet out, I guess. Do you go back to South Dakota then, or do you guys stick around here, or where do you guys usually go? We go around here, yeah. We, we did go pheasant hunting in South Dakota a couple years ago, mm-hmm. Tyler and I've heard crazy stories, yeah, about the pheasant hunting just up there, just yeah. the numbers and everything yeah. like that. Yeah, there's a lot of pheasants, and and then of course I got some family up there yet, and and know everybody from growing up there. It's just it it's nice country up there. I'm still partial to that, even though I'm in New York and we're talking about <laughs> York, but it's still I still say that's the best place in the oh, country. Oh, I mean, as far as hunting goes, yeah, I yeah, cannot argue with that. Yeah. Uh, well, how about a favorite restaurant? Is there a, is there a place that you know whether you're hosting friends or family, or if you're just got an you know inkling for this kind of restaurant? What's the kind of a restaurant that you know sticks out to you? It's like a favorite. Depends on my mood, but either probably Carrie's or La Casina. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, either one are both pretty good. Two populars. Yeah. 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 I. I don't know. Our favorite, I think, right now is Hunters. Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good place to get over to. Yeah, I'm like he that. he does a good job over there. It's just uh, and we like going different places, small communities, and just check them out and see. Yeah, I like getting over to the Bulldog over in Bradshaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's lots of different different places around here for sure. Yeah. How about a favorite meal? Um, whether it's at one of these restaurants or like a home cooked meal, what's something that you're always kind of maybe jonesing for? Uh, Steak and potatoes. Yep. <laughs> nice classic. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prime. Well, we're like, what kind? Of, are we like a ribeye, a New York, a sirloin? What are we? Good cooking? old ribeye or prime rib. Yeah. Either one. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. Can't go wrong with any of that. No. Uh, how about a favorite memory here in York County? Something that maybe stands out. What about you, Derek? Oh man, my favorite memory in York County. Um. It's probably my most, like, I don't know if it's my favorite. It's probably my most unique memory. Um, it was when I showed a llama at 4-H oh, at, yeah. at the county fair. And that was the first time I ever got to do that. And, sure. and that's just, like, it goes to show, like, you know, growing up in a small town community, there's just a thousand different things that you can do. Like, mm-hmm. I was a kid that never stepped foot on a farm, and here I am in a open 4-H show showing a llama. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, uh, just those types of opportunities only happened in a small town. I mean, Maybe my favorite memory was uh, Tyler Goats. Remember him? Oh, yeah, yeah. Him and I and a couple other buddies uh, jumped on a bunch of four-wheelers and drove down the bypass before it was paved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good time. Yeah, that, yeah, that would be fun. That's a good one. I don't want to say I influenced it, but I was, a, I was one of them. Like, <laughs> I, was on, I was right there. <laughs> yeah. That was a... That's a good time. Yeah, it is. I remember me and my dad rode our bicycle, like, got... Rode our bikes, yeah, up and down that thing. Yeah, yeah. before it was all done. And then it was in the paper the next week here. Not be... Please keep your... Yeah, <laughs> not be traveling on the unpaved. Whoops! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was so that a one-time deal, let's yeah. say that. Yeah. So if you could spend uh, 10 days in anywhere part of the world, uh, where would that be? If you could travel, spend anywhere, where, where would you head to for 10 days? I'd go to the mountains, away from civilization to clear your head a little bit somewhere in like wyoming or something yeah like wyoming colorado nice somewhere like that yeah kelly uh it'd probably be somewhere on a beach somewhere warm yeah we we kind of were enjoying doing that every year until this pandemic hit and then where's where have you where have you traveled like uh, uh turks and caicos jamaica a couple times we're at in jamaica like montego or negril we were negril and ocho rios I stayed in the grill uh, about three, four, no, a while, longer than that. But yeah, the grill is kind of an interesting little place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't stay on a big resort. It was like this little like whistling, the whistling bird. It's just this tiny little, the guy's from Colorado originally. Oh, really? Um, and his family moved down there and then he just stayed down there and ran the business. And yeah. it was kind of an interesting little place. Just like I a 16 little room right I on the I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, Tyler and Megan uh, went with us to the grill, mm-hmm. and probably that the best part of that was uh, we went off the resort just down the beach and got a live lobster and a crab. Oh, and we yeah. cooked it up right there, and that, they really know how to cook on an open fire, and it was excellent. Mm-hmm. So that's if I could go somewhere for ten days right now, that's that's where I'd go. Yeah, I yeah, Jamaica was great. The water is just so awesome. 
what's a favorite kind of local event that you're looking forward to every year, whether it's like the Sip and Stroll that happens downtown or York Fest or, you know, whether the community celebrations getting down to, um, you know, Waco Day. Uh, Waco has their community celebration, their Bradshaw Days. You know, yeah, I remember going to Bradshaw Days back when we were in high school and college, and that was always a good time going to all those but, uh, street dances, street dances I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I enjoyed doing that quite a bit. Yeah. yeah I, I guess I kind of like the firework frenzy here yeah. in New York now. Especially now we're you know, sitting in the shop. I was going to say, you guys can just yeah, open up the door. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, shut the lights I'll off. I'll have to remember that yeah, for this yeah. upcoming year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on by. That'd be awesome. Heck yeah. We usually got a few people around here. Awesome. So uh, we'll just kind of wind down the interview here. Uh, we'll talk about kind of stay positive, you know, what's kind of you know, making us happy currently. So I'll go first. Um, I'm just really excited just seeing events open back up. Like I know um, more sporting events are just getting back to like um, even 50% crowds and things like that, being able to. Um, just do more things. So yeah, just getting the world opening back up has been really uh, great lately. That's just been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. To see. I agree with that. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a plus, you know, because it was, like I said, it it went quick, but when you think back, it was a long time. And oh man, it, it was. Some... I think it was hard on a lot of people, you know, and it's just it's good. And I think I don't know. I think. Hopefully people are nicer to each other after the whole thing, you know, then, you know, because it's just part of life. It's one of those things that happened. It certainly stunk for everyone. I don't think anyone really, you know, enjoyed any enjoyed of that. No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you for everything. It's been a, a great few minutes, you know, here sitting down with you and everything. So I just want to thank you. And I also want to thank uh, our investors again. So Cornerstone Bank, MPPD, Anderson State Bank. Um, York State Bank, um, Southeast Community College, Moguls, and uh, Pellet Technology USA. Just some more uh, supporters that we have, and we, we want to thank them for uh, being supporters. So I'll leave you guys to say whatever. Um, I usually just let my um, guests close out with a quote, words of wisdom, you know, anything you want to say to just kind of close out the interview. Um, you know, just kind of share what you want. You know? So I'll let you guys kind of. Say what you want. I'll give you each a kind of a, a chance to kind of give your little elevator pitch, your sales pitch, or whatever you want to do. Yeah. Well, thank, thanks for coming up and doing this. Thank you. Been yeah. good. Um, no words of wisdom, I guess. Other than, you know, it's been York. It's been good being in York. York's treated us well, and I'm glad for that. And hope we can. Hopefully, we return the favor. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. This is 17 County, brought to you by the York County Development Corporation in Nebraska. For more information about life and opportunity in the heartland, visit yorkdevco.com. Come grow with us. And if you liked this episode, be sure to rate and review 17 County on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen.